When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another great edition of the Morning Drop. Today, two Tiger targets declare their commitment status and where they want to go. We're going to talk about both right here. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop. We are back July 5th, a Wednesday, the day after the 4th of July, of course, because that's how numbers work. We know they have the 4th of July and then today being the 5th, you know, sequential order and all those (laughs) things. But we're here, man. We didn't have a drop yesterday, but hopefully everybody had a great Independence Day, all of that. Fireworks yesterday, all over social media. Mm. Started out with, hey, oh, yeah, well, we got a four-star linebacker. Then, what in the world is this staff doing? They can't recruit. It was crazy. The, the The range of emotions that I saw from from Auburn fans yesterday was it was a little hilarious to me. Actually, I actually laughed a little bit. Anyway, Mike G, man, how we feeling today, man? Uh, good. I mean, listen. Uh, the- a win, a definite win yesterday. For sure. Um, and at a position of need, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, uh, but the loss also at a position of need yeah. <laughs> for the future. Uh, so um, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you're going to get involved in these high-profile recruiting battles. And at the end of the day, um, uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll hear what comes out about like what maybe was the deciding factor. Whenever A&M is involved, man, I can't help but think, you know, a super bag got dropped somewhere. I mean, that, that's always the assumption when, when yeah. A&M is involved after the, the class that they pulled in in 2022. They're right? becoming known for that, right? Yeah. Like, they're becoming known for this. Uh, so, you know, if you're Cam Coleman, man, I just hope you make the right decision for him. Time you will know? tell. Yeah, because that, I, that program... 
if they don't start to pull it together this year may start spiraling, if you ask me. And, uh, you know, things look okay now, but ultimately with, with the talent that they brought in there and the type of season they had last year, which, which really is kind of inexcusable, like your floor always should be bowl game. With the type of talent they've been bringing in, to, you know, top seven classes and stuff. Yikes, man. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. So, and, and, for a, and for the one team in the SEC that probably has much trouble throwing the ball as Auburn did last year. You know, to go there, I, I'm just like, oh, man. I, at least I Auburn. <laughs> made, I think Auburn made some upgrades in that regard, and I'm not sure Texas A&M did. I mean, there's the assumption that that Petrino is going to help in that regard. But let's let's start having the conversation with the guy that did land at Auburn. We're going to yeah. give yeah. Some, some love here to our guy, D'Angelo Barber, uh, linebacker out of, let me make sure I get this right, Pinson, Alabama, uh, Clay Shockville High School, mm-hmm. 2024 uh, class. So he will be committed as Auburn's next commit out there. Six foot one, 220 pound. D'Angelo Barber. Mm. You know anything about this young man, the four-star out of Clay, Chalkville, Pinson, Alabama? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is a really good pickup for Auburn. Um, you know, I mean, you mentioned his measure, measurables. Um, you know, he he cited Coach Hugh Freeze, right? Like, you know, as his, the main reason why he's making this decision. Uh, so, obviously, Coach Hugh Freeze is active in the, in the recruitment of these players. Uh, which I think is a good change for fans who felt like the last head coach was not as active in the recruitment of players. Right. Um, so that that relationship, I think, runs pretty deep. Um, and that's great for them, man. Um, you know, Coach Aldridge was also recruiting him. Um, you know, it, it, talking about another in-state player. Right. <laughs> and we have talked repeatedly about the importance of Q Freeze recruiting out of his backyard first. And getting the kids in the backyard, too many of them, man. Like, I mean, even like average athletes were going other places. <laughs> it was it was crazy what was happening. And I think that they're starting to reverse that trend, uh, which is also good. So he's Auburn's ninth commitment in the 2024 class. Ike, uh, you know, comes in at linebacker, you know, like you said, six foot tall, 221 pounds. Um, he's ranked 60th in the country at linebacker, right? Um, and he's the 24 overall recruit in the state of Alabama. Um, so, like I said, this is a kid who has talent, um, you know, and definitely was going to choose someplace close to home. He decided Auburn was the place. And uh, yeah, I think Auburn is happy that he made that choice. Yeah, listen, um, this is a guy that I think that they needed to get um, as far as crossing off big names on the board. Uh, did a great job. The defensive staff for Auburn, I, I feel like it doesn't really matter who the head coach is. Whoever the defensive staff has been able to get guys like we've been bringing in four or five star talent along the defense for decades. Um, it's the offense that we're trying to figure out how to, to crack through the ceiling on. So um, D'Angelo Barber is definitely a guy who's moving Auburn in the right direction. As far as the the level of talent, still the average star rating or the average overall rating for this class is high. Uh, number of commits isn't super high or wh- where people want it to be, but the average rating for each of these kids is has been something that this uh, staff can definitely hang their hat on and say, hey, we're bringing in quality talent. Um, 
at the top of the cycle. And then we'll figure out, you know, the rest as it goes along. Uh, hadn't mentioned, but, you know, Khalil House being another person that committed recently elsewhere won't belabor that too much because we got a lot to talk about tonight. I won't dive into the Khalil House commitment to Stanford, um, but we will give props to D'Angelo Bar- Barber for making his commitment to the good guys. Mm. Looking forward to seeing what he can do for the team in the years to come. Any other thoughts on Barber before we get back to talking about Cam Coleman? Yeah, I talked with the guys at the Uptemple podcast uh, this week about uh, the run game. And uh, we were talking, you know, over under on yards per game allowed on the ground. Uh, and I really felt like bolstering linebacker is going to be super important. How many times have we watched linebackers choose the wrong gaps, you know, in the last two years? I And, you know, let running backs literally walk into the end zone. It's It's got to be – this is an area of improvement for Auburn. Um, you know, I think outside of offensive line and quarterback, uh, linebacker definitely was one of those places where – they need to just make some improvement. I mean, they needed, they got to get better. Right. So, you know, Hugh Freeze's is, is, is message about how we need dudes, you know, definitely at linebacker. I think this is a great pickup, and I'm just happy to see them attacking areas of need first. Right. The places where you need guys. Right. So, like, you're not stacking a bunch of players in a position where you already have talent. You're going after positions where, um, you, you have a need, and, and linebacker is definitely one of them. So, this is encouraging. Yeah, roster management, man, we've talked, we've remarked on roster management over and over again about how you're able to make sure that you're replenishing in places where they need to be replenished um, and uh, solidifying or getting the room more competition in places where you feel good is, is, is a difficult thing to do in this day, man. Like where the tra- the way the transfer portal is. So you've just got to stack talent, man. There's just no two ways about it. And we've talked about how uh, specifically at certain positions uh, like quarterback and really like at linebacker, where after you get past the one deep, Auburn has just not been sufficiently stacked with talent in order to be able to be competitive beyond an injury. An injury for one or two people. We looked at Zacoby McLean in that uh, he wasn't injured, but he was out of that game due to the targeting call at the end of the Penn State game. And we were like, man, our linebackers suck. Yeah. It's basically Zacoby McLean out here cleaning up everybody else's messes. So we yes. got to get more guys in the room so that we don't end up with another situation like that. Roger McCrary goes out of that secondary. Well, thankfully, we got DJ James to come in and replace him. But it right. seemed as if uh, we go back to the Iron Bowl when Roger McCrary had the lower leg injury. Not sure exactly what was going on with him in that game. Our secondary looked different without him out there in that game. Mm. And that's just two guys that basically were holding our defense together in 2021 with yeah. duct tape, right? Um, you you strip those two guys out of there, everything seemed to start falling apart. Um, and so we can't be in that position routinely where past the one deep, there's nobody on this team that's actually out, yeah. there, out uh, there that listen, can contribute. You make a great point about Zacoby. God, that defense looked awful when he went out. They could not stop anything. Right. I mean, it looked like they were out there trying to stop the wind, bro. Like, it was... It was awful. Yeah. It was it was terrible to watch. So um build depth, right? Develop talent, you know, make sure you got your guys, you know, at that position. But it it, I, it was nuts how one position on defense and like you're in danger of losing to Georgia State. Right. <laughs> right. Like Which listen, God. the offense should have put up more points. We we get that. Uh, yeah, like, we get defense it. shouldn't have given up the stuff they were giving up. It's crazy. Well, yeah, but still, like, yeah, wow, man. Uh this is this is a great pickup. I I like this kid, man. I think it's it's looks great 
Um, you know, I think these guys know what they're doing in the in recruiting efforts. It's it's going to really for this staff success is really going to be about how they game plan. You know, a lot of coaches fail before the field. Right. I'll say that again. A lot of coaches fail before the field, before the clock starts. They're done because they don't have the guys to compete. And it's a foregone conclusion. And every time you turn on the TV and you see some crazy line, that's another coach that failed before the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's, it's it's like, hey, man, if they can get within 35 points, they cover. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You don't have a chance. Auburn, uh, I'm going to be interested to see what these lines look like, man, for Hugh Freeze as the season goes on, because I think Vegas will tell you a lot about the job that they think that he's doing there on the planes and the level of talent versus his peers. Right. So it'll be interesting. Definitely will be interesting to see. All right, but let's get some final thoughts before we go to the comment section about Cam Coleman. Listen, uh, it is what it is, man. Like you're not going to win every recruiting battle, but I will say that I'm not super surprised by this, despite a lot of people saying that they felt good about him and, and, you know, predicting, you know, crystal balls or whatever. I, I just, I, I didn't feel really great about Cam Coleman coming this direction. Um, but, you know, hey, we, we've got other guys in the class that we've got to focus on now. And hopefully this staff, and I'm, I'm not hopefully, I know this staff has going ahead and shifted their focus elsewhere, but I don't think that the whole situation is done with Cam Coleman. I think they're going to continue to recruit him. And let, let's see what happens as we get into the actual signing period. Yeah, I'm struggling with this. I, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to try to articulate my final thought here in a way that um, is appropriate. Um, you ever had that girlfriend that's like, everything happens for a reason, right? Like, no. uh, <laughs> no, you ever dated that girl? Don't let me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how she talks to, um, the, the, I mean, this may have been the right decision for Auburn. Hmm. And this is, ah, man, like, I, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, this is why I've been the right decision for Auburn. Um, hmm. you know, Q freeze is definitely trying to build a culture. And mm -hmm. I think that there are some kids that are so talented that you will risk your culture. Gotcha. For their talents. Yeah. However, I'm not sure if Cam Coleman was a culture fit. And I think that's the best way to say it. Okay. Right. That's fair. It's yeah. fair to say that a guy doesn't fit culture wise, and yeah. that. But let let's let me say this: that doesn't mean that Coach Freeze and staff were not that, that he still wasn't high on their. Board. Yeah, oh yeah, listen, he wanted him, he yeah. wanted, and 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 that's what I'm trying to stress. Like there are some kids that are so talented, you you're like, and we have to take that guy, right? Right? You know, um, we've heard our, this coach talk about like leadership, and. You know, I I believe you could be so talented that they can overlook. Oh, for sure, it happens all the time. Certain things in terms of intangibles, right? right. When you talk about things like leadership, um, I don't think that Auburn has that guy at QB, the one that's so talented that you will overlook things. Right. I don't think Auburn has that guy at many positions. Jarquez Hunter. And DJ James. 
right? Maybe the only two guys on this team that you overlook certain things. And we got a situation going on right now in the running back room that may bear that out. <laughs> so, again, tying this back to my last point here because I'm struggling with this because I want to make sure I don't, don't, don't provide any fodder. I, I'm not sure that this would have been a great culture fit, but I know that if he decides he's going to change, uh, you know, change directions and, and come back at whatever point, I don't see it happening, um, that they'll take him. Yeah, for sure. Right. Because yeah, he, he is, because he's, he's that, that talented. talented. He yeah. is that talented. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, I'm not going to be that guy. It's like, we want him anyway. No. Yeah. Auburn wants him. Yeah. yeah. And he's that good. So, A&M got a player. Yeah, absolutely. They got a player. Yeah. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. What we are going to do is head to the comment section and hear what you all are talking about in regards to these two commitments, one going Auburn's way, one not. We'll start the conversation off with John Brandon, who says if Texas A&M had great offensive numbers, but their overall record is mid or less, will they uh, can Jimothy and let Petrino slide into that head coaching position? There's been a lot of speculation uh-huh. that they are setting themselves up to just slide a replacement in there by having Petrino in. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? Mm. Is Bobby Petrino done as a head coach at the college football level? I, that's a question I would have for sure. I mean, is he done? I'm not sure if he is or isn't. Um, but the you know the uh, the SEC is a conference that will take chances on coaches that are extremely good coaching minds. 
but they have a past. Uh, is Texas A&M willing to go there? I'm, I, I don't know. But this is a great question um, about sliding him in because you're bringing in a guy capable of taking the head guy's job if it doesn't work out. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, if he does a good job, I mean, it's one of those things. If he does a good job, does he save Jimothy's job? Right. Uh, if he does a bad job, do you fire both of them because he didn't pan out? You know what I mean? Like, does it have? I well, so, I mean, here's the it. thing: like, if he doesn't, if if uh, Jimothy doesn't make it through the season, then of course you have an interim coach that you can slide in right there on the staff. But they still have to do a coaching search. The question is, would he be the permanent head coach after that? Right, interim yeah. for sure. But you know, if Jimbo's gone, then his entire staff might be gone because if they don't bring in, you know. Uh, someone if they excuse me if they do bring in someone new that new person gets to hire the staff so Petrino might not even make it through a new coach depending on who that new coach is so yeah. uh, yet to be seen around there but we will see how the season goes as long as we win at Texas A&M I don't really care what their record is Jonathan Boyson jumps in and says Barber was a great get especially if we can get Riddick to flip A&M bag at it again you know and I I get, I, I definitely understand everybody saying that this is about money and this was a money play. And it very may well be in this situation. I think everybody just automatically assumes when someone picks a university over another university, it was a bidding war that got them there. And sometimes that's not the case. This one, they may very well be the situation. I don't know. Again, you guys who follow War Report know I don't follow recruiting closely enough to have the first clue what this uh, what this young man actually wanted out of his collegiate career, who he wanted to go play ball for, what were the motivating factors for why he went where he went. There are people who get paid a lot of money. Well, I don't know about a lot of money. There are people who get paid money to do that on a consistent basis and get it wrong all the time because and, and that are way closer to the situation. I'm yeah. not going to be the guy that's going to understand it for you. But I, what I will say is to echo Mike G's point earlier, hopefully he made the right decision for himself and his family. Yeah, I, I'll say this. Um, there are some people taking a beating right now, Ike, over. Oh, absolutely getting over six K over RKOs off the top rope. Yeah, right. There are some people taking man. a beating based on this. So so we'll we'll see um how it goes moving forward if it makes those a little bit more timid about those predictions. It's, it's and so that's the thing that that's crazy, right? It's like you got like it's your job, right? You have to go out there and you have to make predictions. You can't I don't I don't like reading a bunch of well, you will never know. We'll see. Like, if we, of course, you don't know. You put that's why you put a confidence rating on it. How confident are you in this? And then, unless you're saying 100 percent confident, then there's always a chance that it goes in a different direction than what you predicted it to be. And that's the thing that everybody has to remember. Yeah, and I say this even with commitments. Goes. It's not done until they sign with your team and with the new NLI um stuff that just came out it's not even done after you sign really there are Some, still reasons why they could break their um national letter of intent and end up somewhere else yeah it's so uh, like it just makes you wonder though like what so some of these predictions are based on because there was a guy i'm not naming anybody but like that literally just crystal balled him yes the day before <laughs> yeah right so in your head it makes you wonder what was that based on right. like <laughs> Because he clearly was going another direction. Yeah. So did Cam Coleman just wake up in the morning and was like, eh, nah, I'm going this way. 
Now it's possible. It's definitely it is possible, possible. There was some eleventh hour event that changed his mind. That just happened. What? Who was the kid? Was it Phillips? That just happened with Phillips, who committed to Auburn. Like the day before, two mm-hmm. days before, there was a crystal ball for Georgia, and then he mm-hmm. wakes up a couple of days later and he commits to Auburn. It happens. Yeah, I would. I would only say that if you are plugged in enough to truly know whether he was coming to Auburn, you should be plugged in enough to know why they don't. Yeah, that's fair. Right? If the reasons didn't happen, you should know that and should be able to communicate that at least to some extent. All right? So it's it's hard, man. Like, dude, it, it's a hard business. And, and, and when we talk about why we partner with our, our, our guys at AuburnSports.com, and say, hey, guys, come in and talk about recruiting. This is why. Because I even we we get things yeah. from recruits and their parents all the time. I feel comfortable talking about zero of it. Right. <laughs> because of this. Uh, there's there's just no way, man, unless I'm having dinner with them the night before. Uh-uh. Too many things can happen with these young guys. Yeah, it's, it's not a business I really ever... Per- myself want to get into. I'm not saying that the war report will never touch recruiting in the history of this business because I am not, I I don't, I I don't have a crystal ball for that future, but it's as we sit today, it's not something I have any desire to do. Yeah. You know, one person I like, I trust when it comes to this is, uh, our guy Dukes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's plugged in for sure. Yeah, He's plugged in man. But and let me tell you something, even he will tell you sometimes, you, your confidence and can he be gets 200. Yeah, it can be 200, and some things can happen that just nobody foresaw coming. So, yeah, I mean, you got to go out there. I, I, w- I would say maybe take it easy on these guys a little bit. Because it, <laughs> People are giving the coaching staff the business for not closing the deal. Man, They're definitely going to give a daggone reporter okay. on random some random internet site, and I don't mean to call people random internet sites. I'm just saying, you don't know this part. You don't really know Coach Hugh Freeze and the staff, but at least right. you see them all the time. You don't even know this other person. You've probably only seen a picture of them in their Ugh. avatar somewhere, or maybe you go and tune into their YouTube show, but you don't know that person. Yeah, they're going to give them the blues about everything that they get wrong, quote-unquote wrong. Yeah, wow. It's going to be it's, it's interesting. I just yeah. think I find it all highly interesting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. John Brandon, it's a gamble to drop too much money in any recruit that has never played in a college game. I guess we didn't get a bid that high. Yeah, because, yeah, because listen, man, um, uh, uh, attendance cannot be tied to compensation. Right. So if you gave him a bag, he could still back out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a th- that here. I, I, I am not in money. favor of giving money to anybody before they actually sign because, to your point, that commitment doesn't mean that they're actually coming until they actually show up. They have time to say, "I've changed my mind again." Yeah, I just I wonder how does that work exactly, right? Like you know, um, in the recruiting process, because we're still months out, right? From signing day, we're still months out from any recruit being able to actually enroll for this next cycle. And um, these companies, I'm sure, have talked to them and these collectors have talked to them. But I don't think they can receive any actual dollars. Ike. Uh, not but- legally. That's still illegal for you to pay somebody who hasn't actually like, especially from your collective. What? You're not supposed to give them any money before right. they sign. 
you can give not, them a promise to, or not have a promise. You can talk about what you could potentially get, but you're not supposed to actually have any money transactions happening prior to them signing. Right. Because and, and it would be stupid of you to do that. It happens but, all the time. But, but, but be because yeah. because they can back out, they still can go someplace else. And I just you don't wonder, have any way of saying, ah, man, you there what what you contract the money. You don't have yeah, money. Yeah, yeah right yeah and so it just makes me wonder like you know what's gonna you know what's gonna blow this up if there is some school out there doing that is taxes after the fact some kid is gonna get audited on money he took but never gave back because he decided to go someplace else school's gonna stay quiet because they don't want they don't want to be the collective's gonna stay quiet about it um, and then later on, the IRS is going to come back and be like, you know what? You guys got a problem in college football. I and it's been happening for Large decades, enough sums so. of money. Yeah, large enough sums of money, you know, for it to get on their radar. That's all I'm saying. So, we'll I mean, see. Usually, usually, I mean, if you know anything about this, like, you know, until you start making over a certain amount, you usually don't have to worry about being audited by the IRS. Like, they're, they're not looking for small sports. They're not looking for the dude who makes $50,000 a year. And, you know, Cheated on his taxes, right? Like, I mean, until you're north of like 120, 130, it's, it's usually um, not something you have to worry about. And that's combined income as well, too. So if you have a household where, you know, somebody's making 60, you know, is making 80, yeah, like, you know what I mean? If you, you may get audited. But, you know, the, the single incomes that are like under, you know, in that low, not over six figures, like normally, she's just don't make enough money for the IRS to look at you. I just think there's enough money flying around with some of these guys that they are going to be. You know what I mean? They're policing people's Venmos now, right? Like <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be something to, to keep an eye on here. Yeah, Mark definitely going to be interesting to see where it goes. Listen, yeah. man, the bag men have gotten more creative over the years, but the bag men have always existed. They're coming out of the shadows now, right? Like they get to come out of the shadows. If yeah. there was a bag man in 2010, allegedly, <laughs> right? Like he could come out of the shadows. He could be public. He just can't drop the bag uh, before the recruit signs in public. He could just advertise the bag exists right now. So yeah. If there was a bag man, if, if the bag man could have been public in 2010, Omer might not get Cam Newton because the bidding war on him would have been high. Right? Like, there might have been enough money flying around that Auburn doesn't land Cam. Possible. Possible for sure. Yeah. James Barnett says, fellas, I'm sick of people blaming the staff for recruits. Free said weeks ago to join the NIL collective. Shout out to On to Victory. Uh, for those complaining, my question to them, are you contributing? Just uh, my opinion. Here's the deal, right? They're doing a great job in recruiting. So we're not yeah. sitting here looking at this one miss and then looking no, at the other nine. Not. <laughs> you and yeah. I are not. Yeah, there are come people. On, man. Come on, man. You're not doing that. Like, stop. If you're doing that, stop. Yeah, right. They're doing they're doing a great job in recruiting. The effort is out there. And that's all you could ask for, man. At the end of the day, you can sell something as hard as you can. And enough recruits have to buy it. And, and listen, man, somebody's worked in corporate sales. I can tell you it's hard selling, selling something, selling a program, selling an idea. It's a difficult thing to do. And most people who are going to listen to this and that watch the program can't do it. Right. So, I mean, you know, look at the wins, man. Focus on the wins. There are enough win there are enough wins coming in for this staff that guys should be focused on the wins. Right. And and I think 
it's hard. I get it. It's very difficult not to get your hopes up about certain situations. And the Cam Coleman situation is one of those where it's hard to not get your hopes up about it when you feel like you're on the doorstep. And then when it doesn't happen, to be disappointed. Your reaction about that disappointment is where I think some people just go too far. Like you can be disappointed and say, ah, man, I really wanted this guy to be in an Auburn uniform. And it don't happen and it doesn't happen. And you can be be a reasonable person, say, ah, well, you know, hey, man, they tried hard. We need to get on to the next one. And also understand that he hasn't coached a single game yet, man. Mm. There hasn't been a game coached under this. So you don't actually know what's going to happen out there on the field. So this first year of recruiting that they're doing is phenomenal considering they don't, they're selling something without a product. Yeah, there's no proof of concept. Yeah. It's hard to sell something when you don't even have a product in hand to show anybody. What you can do is talk about what you've done before and, hey, we did it, you know, all these other places. We're going to do it here again at Auburn. They don't know that. You don't know that. That's a hard sell job, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think they're doing a phenomenal job in recruiting. I don't have any qualms with what's happening right now under this Coach Freeze staff in the recruits that they're bringing in and the job that they're doing to try to land more guys. I think people just need to calm down. Uh, Daniel Moultrie, we're definitely getting Perry Thompson now, in my opinion. Uh, it was always going to be tough to land both. Coleman probably going to AM since we're getting Thompson. So he That's feels nice. as if Perry Thompson is more so leaning this direction now that it's not a competition of bringing in both of those guys. Yeah, I mean, you never know with these kids, man. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, maybe one of them wanted to be the guy. And maybe Texas A&M told Coleman he'd be the guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is I don't think this is out of the realm of of a possibility here. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see there. Uh, listen, that's another person who has a commitment already somewhere. He's committed to Bama, but he is supposed to be making the trip to Auburn again. So we'll see what happens. Corey Weber jumps in. No way to spin losing Coleman. Just not a good look to miss five stars in your backyard. I agree. Like, I agree that it's not a good look to miss five stars in your backyard because of how long it's been happening as well, too. So, you know, right down the road, bro, Cam Coleman is somewhere 10 miles from me right now, <laughs> you know, with a commitment to Texas A&M. That's crazy. Like, you know, they, again, but I, I'm going to give Hugh Freeze some time, right, to start to get those Cam Coleman type wins because uh, he just got here. Right. This is year one, man. And like you said, we just mentioned, he doesn't have proof of concept on field. Let him get that on the field. And then if he starts missing or if he keeps missing, uh, we can have another discussion about it. Yeah. Uh, Austin Holland, we'll, we'll end on this and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more. How confident are we that Jimbo and Petrino aren't going to be at each other's throats by week five? I mean, I'm not confident at all. I listen, we, we've, we've had Petrino on staff here at Auburn and we know it can get contentious out there. <laughs> and we know that um, there's literally no reason why those two very dominant offensive minds won't have some sort of contention over what they want to do offensively. Like, it's just going to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, it'd be different if, uh, I think, if if Jimbo Fisher weren't an offensive head coach right, that they wouldn't have points of contention about what they're going to do. But there's going to be some third down call that Petrino wants to make that uh, they're like, hey, man, no, we're not doing that. Call a mm -hmm. timeout. They're going to bicker about it. And then somebody's going to win that power struggle on third and five. 
There's going to be some fourth down call. I want to go for it. And they're going to be like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Call a first, call a timeout. And they're going to big. it's going to happen. Yeah, if absolutely going to happen. If you don't know what hell Ike is talking about here, <laughs> a while ago when Petrino was on staff, I, I was filming a practice um, where, <laughs> where it, we have, it's, it's called skeleton drill, Ike. So in Skelly, um, there is no offensive line or defensive line. It's linebackers, DBs, wide receivers, the running back, and the quarterback. And it's a lot of times Skelly is no contact, right? And so uh, Joe Witt was out there with the defense and Petruto was out there with offenses. And um, Cadillac got the ball. Cadillac got the ball and uh, ran up the middle. It was supposed to be no contact. And Travis Williams, for whatever reason, decided he was going to smack the hell out of Cadillac. So he hits him, and Petrino goes off, and probably rightfully so. He was yeah. like, "We're supposed to be no contact." And Joe is like, <laughs> "Right, like he, he's like, screw you, run the backs, you, you pussies." And I was like, I was with the camera, and I was like, <laughs> "Coach came up and said, cameraman." We watched it once in the office and we turned it off, but it was pretty epic. Yeah. And like the players were separating the coaches. And man, if you ever wondered why those teams were different, it's because the coaches had the fireman. They were different. Yeah. It was, I mean, like, I mean, Petrino is an intense guy. He can be an intense guy at times. And it was just so funny watching them just go at it. Right. Like, so I don't know. That was a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in, in that particular practice, I mean, Carlos Dansby was out there. Carlos Rogers was out there, right? Cadillac was out there. Jason Campbell was out there. I mean, it, Travis was out there. I mean, it was a lot of really good players on in that drill. Right. And, uh, yeah, the coaches were just like, you know, they, they had that intense fire to compete. And that's why I think those players had that fire to compete. Started from the top. So it was it was it was fun. I never liked Petrino. Like I mean, he wasn't wrong there, but I never I never liked Petrino. I thought he, I always thought he was a jerk. Yeah, that, I, know, I, said, I, I think that those two guys are going to have their problems. They're going to have to figure out how to iron out that situation. Is it going to ultimately be good for Texas A and M? We will see what mm-hmm. we will see. But I ain't confident in it right now, man. Yep. Not confident in it. But hey, listen, if it doesn't go well. And those five stars that are rolling down there to Aggie Land decide that it doesn't feel like a happy home. We here. Mm-hmm. Come on. There's order. All right, man. We're gonna get out of here. We appreciate you guys dropping in with us. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle, we are out of here. We'll see you later. Peace. Yeah.